0: Presented by BetMGM.
1: Welcome back, BetMGM tonight. P.J. Glasser, Trista Crick, our sixth and final game of Super Wild Card Weekend has kicked off and Tampa Bay is just going right down the field against this Eagles defense that has been struggling. Mike Evans has a catch. Kate Otten has a catch. Rashad White has three rushes for 19 yards. And now Baker Mayfield and the Bucks are in the red zone. But they have a third and three up coming and trista another incompletion our boy chase mclaughlin will be trotting out I there know. for a field goal attempt
0: i don't hate it already mike evans has 21 receiving yards Love so that. we're on our way if he can just do that five more times that's all we need <laughs>
1: it's all we need well, actually
0: four more times
1: yeah just got going Eleven forty-one to go in the first quarter So we'll see uh, Philadelphia can convert this third and three. They've had a lot of success so far through the air. Philadelphia, one of the worst defenses on uh, getting off the field on third down. Baker in the shotgun. He's going to go to Rashad White. Who has been a man. Wow. He has
0: been a man. Oh, my goodness.
1: Did he get the first? I think he did. did. Wow. What a man,
0: that's twice now.
1: Should have been a loss of one, and Bradbury couldn't wrap him up, and instead it is a first down. So Tampa Bay with a uh, first and 10 at the 17-yard line. Wish
0: I had a running back that could do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Tony Pollard used to do that, doesn't anymore. All right, so we'll keep you posted on that game. It's time to check in, though, with Jeremy Kahn, who joins us on BetMGM tonight, host of the Big Bad Morning Show in Baltimore, Jeremy, appreciate the time. Did you have anything in the uh, Eagles and Bucks tonight?
2: Yeah, I had the Bucks, and I actually, hearing you guys cheer for Mike Evans, I'm on Mike Evans over for his receiving yards. Love that. Um, tonight, so love both plays, and, and I thought, look, looking at the Buccaneers in, in this matchup, it's one of my favorite plays of the weekend, just because I, I don't know that you just fix what's going on with Philadelphia. I mean, this thing got soured quick, and, you know, the stuff with A.J. Brown and the way to attack the Buccaneers is through the air... Can they stay upright enough and, and make enough plays to stay in this game? We'll find out. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought this was an interesting spot for the Bucks. Had the Bills earlier, and that felt like a coin flip. It could have went either way on that last drive. But I um, feel fortunate that wind up on the good side of that one.
0: What do you think about this Bills-Chiefs matchup? It'll be the first time that the Chiefs are on the road against the Bills in the matchups that we've seen. I know Bills fans are really excited. Uh, looks like Kate Otten dropped the pass in the end zone there, Jeremy. But now there are two and a half point favorites in Buffalo. Weather looks like it's going to be pretty clear, pretty cold. And Kansas City feels like they figured a couple of things out. And are they the, the villain of the movie that seems like they're dead, that just comes <laughs> out of nowhere and kind of you know, reemerges from the grave?
2: Yeah, I'm just wondering, is there, uh, is there a nice little, like, uh, Motel 6 or something that Taylor Swift can stay at when she pops into town? <laughs> um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what the uh, the accommodations are like in Buffalo. But, look, this is going to be an interesting game just because, I mean, if you watch the Chiefs, it feels like, hey, it's a lot of Rasheed Rice. It's, it's going to be a lot of Travis Kelsey. And I, Isaiah Pacheco that runs like he's angry at the ground for some reason. Um, you know, and if you can try to handle that, we've seen Pat Mahomes make some plays. It's the others that you're, you're going to need to step up, I think, in a game against Buffalo. Buffalo's feeling really good about themselves. They're riding high. Um, you know, you get that first playoff game out, out of the way, and now you get Kansas City um, in your place. So I, I think it's going to be a really good game. I, I would have a slight lean towards Buffalo, but I'm not ready to write the Chiefs out either. You know, it's just it's one of those things where I want to see where the money's going, kind of see if we move off this line a little bit. Um, but I'd probably lean uh, Buffalo to start the week.
1: Yeah, I, we were talking about that line. It's two and a half on BetMGM. If we get a three, that's going to be really interesting. Chase McLaughlin with the 28-yard field goal. So
0: One tr- down, one to go. Tristo,
1: Peach. we're looking good for our over <laughs> one and a half field goals. All right, Jeremy, Ravens and Texans, we know who Baltimore is playing. They're going to host C.J. Stroud in Houston. Nine and a half point favorites right now on BetMGM. The total is 45 and a half. Jeremy, I like the under. As a Baltimore guy, you will know these references that I'm bringing up, but this game is going to feel similar to when the Ravens hosted Andrew Luck in his rookie year when that was a 24-9 game against the Colts. They played TJ Yates when that was a 20-13 game in the divisional round. Like, I just figure we're going to get one of those, like, 24-14 kind of games. So my first thought is the under in ravens Texans. What's your, what's your thoughts on the games?
2: Yeah, you know, I, again, I think it's going to be another tough game because we have close to two double-digit favorites in this round. But... But when you look at the Ravens, so these teams met week one, I remember talking about it afterwards and like, hey, what's going on with the Ravens' offense? They didn't figure some stuff out and it's just, oh, they should have smoked this Houston Texans team. And for people that don't remember that game in week one, it was a really close game at the half and the Ravens pulled away in the second half just like you thought they should. But what we didn't realize at that time is that C.J. Stroud is special and the Texans team's a little bit better than that. And I'm kind of surprised at how much better the Texans' run defense was in the second half of the season. I feel like it doesn't really matter as much when you have a running quarterback added into that mix because it can kind of take away from what you're trying to do and just stopping the run. Cause you're now you're adding another guy that can clearly carry the ball, throw it, break things down. If you're going to run, man, it's going to be damn near impossible. So I think you're going to have to see a lot of zone from the Texans. And um, I, look, I, I, I agree with you. It, it feels like one of those Ravens game where they win, you know, 24, 13 or something, or, yeah. uh, you know, lower scoring, but um right around that number, the number feels just right. And I'm a little weary about betting on double-digit favorites even in the playoffs. And, you know, in talking about the Ravens, their team, when they get a lead, they start running the ball. And, and that can clearly lead to nine-minute drives that end in three points. Or, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have an overcall there, it could be a touchdown. They, they can't score quickly as well. So I don't know if I just circled everything in the possibility, but I think I made my way through everything that could happen. I like, geez.
0: If you're if you're thinking that the Texans can make this one close, how are they attacking, which has been a very, very good Ravens defense?
2: Well, they've been so the Ravens defense has been so much better with Kyle Hamilton on the field. I mean, he's been an absolute X factor. And whatever you've heard about him, you know, the grades from PFF and other uh, you know outlets putting out uh, who's done this or that. Like he clearly has been an absolute monster for them because um, they move him around. There's really not a position for him. They use him in so many different ways. You can use the Swiss Army Knife stuff. He's just good everywhere, and I think he's the guy that really makes them go. Uh, the, Roquan Smith having a leader like that, and he looks like he shot out of a cannon every time a play happens. Really excited to see him in a playoff run. But yeah, I mean, this defense is really, really good, but I do think if you can avoid that scheme of that pass rush they have and keep C.J. Stroud upright, I think you can attack these corners. Uh, this is not mean knocking them. This is one of the best defenses in the league, but if I were going to attack the Ravens, I would try to do it through the air. They're daring you to do it on the ground, and I think part of their scheme has allowed teams to run on them a bit um, with that bend-but-don't-break mentality. And then when you get into the red zone, it can be very difficult on them. Jeremy, what have the
1: Ravens tried to do differently to prepare for whoever they were going to play in this round? Because obviously this is a similar scenario to what they had in 2019, where – They rested all their starters against the Steelers in the final week of the regular season. They're going up against an AFC South team in the divisional round. I think the spreads are identical. I believe they were nine-and-a-half-point favorites in that game as well. So, obviously, fans remember that. Players remember that. Lamar's had three weeks of rest. What have they kind of done to prepare this time around? And do you see any betting perspective from it? Like, would you take a first quarter under? Would you take a first half under maybe because of the rest that the Ravens have had?
2: I mean, look, outside of history, I don't know there's an edge for that to, to say, like, recent history, you know, where we talk about they've come out flat in some of those games. I think the narrative of playoffs and guys that can't win in the postseason, and like, in my opinion, what's the difference of a guy that gets there and he's 1-3 in his postseason games or one of these other quarterbacks that we love that never gets to the postseason? Like, we, we've got similar things. We just want to see him in that, that atmosphere. And with Lamar, I think he's definitely going to get over the hump at, at some point with this nonsense about him not being able to win in the postseason. They've had some crazy games, but you know, ultimately when you look at it, I I just think that you you could look back at those past years and say, okay, we don't want to repeat history, but this team feels like they have a different mindset. Like if you watch Lamar and Roquan go at it, it's like, you got the offense. I got the defense. We meet in the middle. We handle everything. And it's been, it's been a joy to watch, like and and to see these guys kind of go at it. Um, I think they're just, They're made for the Super Bowl. I think they're making that run. And I'm far from a homer. I've I've said this before. I bet against my mom in a fist fight if I like the other lady better. Um, But, you know, it's just a matter of finding the right spots. And the Ravens are a team that's very, very hard, I think, to get an edge with sometimes um, outside of maybe some of those anytime touchdowns you want to look at when they get in the red zone because, you know, the guys are running it in either Gus or Lamar.
0: It feels like Todd Munkin has completely transformed this offense. Uh, all of a sudden, we've gone from Greg Roman, who might have been one of the worst coordinators that PJ's ever seen.
1: <laughs> Jeremy wasn't seen, a fan. Wasn't a, a fan. fan.
0: And now Todd Munkin is the <laughs> bell of the ball to get some looks uh, for some NFL opportunities. Uh, is that a concern? Or if it is, like how much of a concern is that?
2: Yeah, it's weird. We had that question of like, if you were going to lose one of your coordinators, which one which one scares you more? Because, like, I'm in that Mike, Mike McDonald camp that mm-hmm. this guy is just an absolute genius, and we don't hear about defensive geniuses enough. We always hear about these up-and-coming offensive guys. And Munkin's kind of been through the grinder. He's been in the NFL, college football, just really good at what he does. Um, and I, you, know, you have to love what he's done with the offense because we questioned it in the beginning. And the weird thing is, and the one caveat that could happen, is Mark Andrews coming back. When he went down, you kind of felt like the offense started clicking. And I'm not saying... They're better off without Mark Andrews. We've already had those conversations. Clearly, you want him back. But I'm saying it felt like the offense started to click around that time. And, um, you know, they've been really, really good on that side of the ball, I'm not turning it over. I just hope we don't see one of those turnovers in the beginning or something, and then they revert back to being a, a tight team. But um, I just don't imagine what happened after everything we've seen this year.
1: Tampa Bay forces a punt. They lead 3-0 with 7.14 to go in the uh, first quarter. Jeremy Kahn hosts the Big Bad Morning Show in Baltimore joining us. Uh, Jeremy, before we let you go, what are your thoughts on 49ers and Packers? Obviously, the Packers yesterday beat Dallas outright as 7-point underdogs, and now they're 10-point underdogs against (laughs) San Francisco. But I don't know which way the public is going to lean. I mean, do you – Do you feel like the public is going to be on the Packers because of just how big the number is and what they were able to do against Dallas or, you know, because San Francisco might be the best team in football, do you think that they're going to be backing them?
2: You know, and and look, I don't have anything to back this up, but my feeling just from doing this for so long is after the first round that a lot of the public goes after the teams to just watch because it's in the back of their mind how good they've been. They're like, wow, look at what they just did to the Cowboys. But, you know, the Cowboys, whether it's fair or not fair, have built up that narrative about uh, their lack of success in the postseason, and um, you know, so w- we're going to hear that all the time, obviously. But, but yeah, I, you know, it just seems like such a, a weird spot because San Francisco was so good for so long, and then had that hiccup that three week when when Trent was down, and then Debo went down, and I think McCaffrey missed a game, and then all of a sudden they all came back, and I think it was more about Trent Williams at left tackle being healthy. And it's like Brock just snapped back into what he was supposed to be doing, entered back into the MVP race, all those things. So I just think they're going to be good at home. I'm probably going to be on the 49ers. I think they have the best route to get to the Super Bowl of any team. And I hope it's not boring, but I might be a chalk guy uh, going with the Ravens on the other side. Um, You know, I'd like to sit here and tell you I think another team's better than them, but I just – They're playing great football right now.
1: Yeah, it seems like those two teams might be on a collision course. So we will see. Jeremy, we appreciate the time. Uh, Enjoy the rest of Bucks and Eagles, and we'll talk to you again soon.
0: Thank you.
2: Anytime. Go Mike Evans. Go
1: Mike Mike Evans. Evans, He knows it. Mike Evans getting ready to step back on the field with the Bucks leading 3-0. So far, Trista, this game is going just like we thought. Tampa Bay moved the ball right down the field. A lot of people like the under in the game tonight. We thought for the Eagles to win... They were going to have to keep them to field goals. And so far, you can check the Our first man, drive off. Loughlin. Now, it'd be nice if on third and two, the Eagles would run the ball because all you have to do is get a yard and then you get the auto first down on fourth and one when you I do the know. tush push. I really don't enjoy the shotgun 30-yard pass down the field, but it's what they decided to do. So
0: Yeah, the play calling has been a lot different yeah. now that Shane Steichen's not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Sirianni, I think, has gotten a little bit of ex- exposed. And we know that his first year, he was pretty well-hated. Yes. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't look like he could pass the ball outside of on one side of the field, right? So, and then Shane Steichen turns into this wonderkind. So, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens, no matter what happens with the Eagles in terms of coordinators and Sirianni.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, the Eagles... It just shows, I mean, what good coordinators can do. They're showing some of the stars that are at the game tonight: Lincoln Riley, Aaron Judge. So, uh, star-studded crowd in Tampa yeah. Bay.
0: Lincoln Riley, former Oklahoma coach yeah. for our man Jalen Hurts,
1: and of course Baker Mayfield.
0: And Baker Mayfield he used yeah. to be his guy, right? He's so,
1: watching both of his yeah, both, both his of his guys. former quarterbacks go at it. Eagles are still minus one twenty-five on the money line. The total has now dropped down to forty-one and a half with the Bucks leading. Who Three do you nothing. think
0: Lincoln Riley is rooting for?
1: That's a great question. I think he's rooting for points. He's probably rooting for Baker because Jalen was only there one year, right? Yeah. So, and and he knows that Jalen's going to be in the league for, for a good amount. I mean, he just had that big extension with the Eagles. Baker, this was obviously a prove-it year for him. Do you think Baker has already done enough, Trista, to make himself the week one starter in Tampa next year? Do you think he has to win this game?
0: Oh, I think he has been. Oh, there we go. Oh, it oh, no. would have
1: been nice if it was Evans. That would have
0: been nice, yep. That's, a, what, Godwin? Yeah, it looks like Godwin. Oh, Stephen no. Steven Moore. No, Stephen Moore.
1: Yeah, we might have a face mask, too. This Eagle secondary, it's impressive how bad they it are.
0: It really is. <laughs> it's not just that they're bad. It was that they were so good last year. Yeah. And they are so much worse. It's like night and day. And it's the same guys. It's crazy. It's the same human beings just mailing it in.
1: Crazy. Crazy. So about a 25-yard pass, then you tackle on a 15-yard face mask and... Tampa is working their way down the field midway through the first quarter, leading 3-0 over the Eagles. When Tristan and I come back, we're going to talk about the other NFC East team. I don't think she's going to enjoy the conversation, but we're going to break down Cowboys and Packers and do a little Change My Mind on a Monday with our producer, Scott Lynn, here on BetMGM Tonight.
0: It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.